Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Once again, my name is Adam. And I'm Joe. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. <coughs> How are you feeling today, Joe? Uh, a little worn down. Yes, yesterday, um, as we've, I think, mentioned before, um, we went and attended the wedding of our good friend, Skip, who you know from our main event podcast. Occasionally mumbling in the background. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes showing up with the greatest moment in the history of the podcast where he debuted a new belt. So uh, he's been there. He's a he's a friend of the show, on the show, um, and a member of the Broken Clock family. So he went and got married yesterday, so we uh, partied late into the night. Joe was a part of it, so he was there all day. Uh, but congratulations to Skip and his wife, yeah, Michelle. Yeah. Good for them. We, I'm a little hungover this morning. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie. That's why my voice kind of went uh, right at the end. So cleared the throat. Been drinking plenty of fluids, plenty of water. Joe's got a Gatorade. Yeah. Replenishing I, all his electrolytes. I got it. Yeah. It was a long day. <laughs> yes, it was. Fun day, though. It was a very fun day. Nerf nice darts wedding. were involved, so everyone had a, a grand old time. That's Every wedding is like that, right? No, Giant Nerf gun fights in nope. the middle of it? Should be, yeah. but it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. No, everyone was very, very conscious of hitting uh, Skip with the darts and not hitting the bride, because that <laughs> was most people's goal for the entirety of the day, is don't hit the bride, don't hit a drink that's near the bride. Don't, don't hit the cake. <laughs> don't hit the cake. Don't hit any of the people serving the food. Uh, don't hit the bartender, especially, mm. like... Keep her safe in her little cubicle of alcohol. Um, yeah, don't hit the food. Don't hit like the, the candles underneath the uh, serving trays. We don't want anything to catch on fire. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so yeah, but no, we had a, we had a good fun time. Yeah. Nerf darts a plenty. Everyone had rivalries between tables. It was it was good <laughs> fun. So, uh, like I said, congratulations to them. Um, but yeah, uh, so Joe, what did you play this week when you had any bit of free time? Uh, which I didn't have a ton of it, uh, getting ready for all this stuff. Yeah. But um, I did finish up um, Call of Duty World War Two. It's good, right? Uh, yeah. I I was a little down on the ending. Yeah, I don't really remember the ending, but like, I was going back through. I had to clean up some uh some space on my hard drive on my PS4 and realized that I had like a. 25 gigs worth of like video clips that like the it had saved for me getting trophies or whatever and i was like watching a couple of them be like what what was this i don't remember saving this clip or whatever and then like so just watching different clips and being like you know what i did have fun with that game i did actually really like it yeah yeah it was good i think the ending was the only thing that i kind of really had a a, you know i felt kind of down on um uh spoilers i guess uh, the the final it's fine yeah, like, it's been out for a while because there's like the final level and there was the uh, the epilogue oh yeah, yeah yeah and the final level I didn't realize it was the final level yeah like there was really kind of no indication that this was the end of the game it just felt like another mission because mm-hmm. it's like you need to get over the bridge of of the Rhine and capture the bridge because it was the last bridge into the, um, Germany Germany yeah yeah so like, pivotal okay. piece yeah yeah so like you have to go capture the last bridge into Germany and like you do it and you do all that stuff and you finish it and they're like yay and then it was like the end yeah was, was over like, guys and, well I was just we like, did was it. like whoa what the what the fuck like that's it like there was nothing really kind of indicating like they were like yeah this is important because we have to capture this bridge yeah but there was really nothing else besides that that would indicate this is the final mission of the game yeah, it's not like a Saving Private Ryan kind of thing where it's like, oh, look, you saved the person you were going behind enemy lines to get or anything. Like, there was no yeah fulfillment point. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was that in the, the epilogue part, yeah. but and I didn't really like that part too much either. 
because it just was too convenient like mm-hmm. so you like you go you capture the bridge it's like hooray like you did it you you know you captured the bridge and they're saying like this is really important most important part of the you know war blah blah blah, yeah. blah blah turn the tides um and before that had happened in the game your friend had been captured uh oh yeah like your buddy from your hometown or yeah the, yeah, uh, or boot camp. yeah yeah uh, so he like gets captured, and you know that they've taken all of the captured soldiers off to one of the concentration camps. Yeah. So you're like, okay, it says like we need now we're gonna go concentration to concentration camp trying to find him, and like you get to the very they're like, okay, now we're at the very last concentration camp, and this is the one where they brought all the POWs, like all the American soldiers, mm-hmm. and you get there, them. yeah, and you get there, and like they're all dead, and, like you know the they were they were trying to cover up all of the. War crimes. Yeah, all the war crimes. So you get there and like all the buildings have been burned down. There's like one building that hadn't been burned down and it was like dead soldiers were laying in all the bunk beds and stuff like that. And you're like, you're like, oh, you know, everyone here is dead. But sure enough, the one dude you were trying to find was the one dude who happened to survive to the very end. I was just kind of like, I remember it now. Yeah. I was like, come on. I know. (laughs) Yep. No, that's. One dude that happened to survive in the end was the one dude you were trying to find in the entire war who had been missing for like four months at that point. <laughs> they should have at least done something where like you get there and you think everyone's dead and you hear a dude coughing or you hear a dude like struggling and you run down and you're like, Oh my God, is it him? And it's not. Hmm. And then you're like, Oh no. Like, but wait, other people could be. So like everybody go around and check. And like, turns out he was like on the brink and he's one of, several people like not the only guy yeah yeah no i do remember that now that was kind of silly yeah like uh, great you found you found your friend yeah awesome. I mean, it's like heartwarming you're like yeah he's us man you're alive but yeah. i just kind of was like ah, oh, come on well is wasn't there a thing earlier in the game too where you think he got shot because he was like talking back or because he's jewish so he was well really... in the very beginning of the game he's shot in the stomach on like the very first level no when he gets captured like and he's in the like he's oh, in the yeah, concentration they're... camp, and he has to like he has like a star of David necklace or something. Well, that was just the cutscene where they had yeah. all of them lined up, and the guy was going down the line. He was saying like, "Where are the Jews? Like, which yeah. one of you are the Jews?" So yeah. he, he used to like everyone take your dog tags off, and they all took their dog tags off and like buried them in the snow. Yeah, just so that they wouldn't find the ones that had like you know the Jewish star on them. Yeah, because it has like your religion on the dog tag, doesn't it? It can if you wanted it to, I think, and probably a lot of them did because they wanted if they if you were found and they were going to give you a proper burial, yeah, they would yeah, do it according to religious beliefs or whatever. But yeah, he's I like assume. he's like I don't know. He, he says to everyone like, "Quick, take your dog tags off," just yeah. so that they can't like figure out which ones are the Jews and which ones are not. Because I'm sure they got the harder, you know, much much harsher treatment. I mean, at that point, but instead they just brought them to the like they just put them all in the POW camp. Seems like a really poor decision to put your religion on your dog tag if you're going to fight in a war where the other the other side really hates one religion. Well, they didn't know that going into the war. What do you mean? What? We, we didn't know about what was happening to the Jews when the war started. I feel like we had to. We'd been doing it since the mid-30s. And the U.S. didn't get into the war until We didn't 41. know about like the concentration camps and stuff. We knew Maybe not the extent just, of it. We knew they like, were like, taking them out of the... Or kicking them out of the country and stuff. Yeah. But again, like... Maybe don't put your religion on your yeah, thing when yeah. you're going to fight the enemy that seems like they don't like your religion. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But long time ago, video game logic nonsense whatsoever. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, yeah, the game was good. Yeah. Um, it, it, there, were, there was a lot of, like, parts in it where, like I, like I said, I was just kind of like, it just feels like another Call of Duty game. Yeah. 
I, I expected to hate it as I talked about leading up to it because like I don't need World War II again. I don't need D-Day again. Like been there, done that. Give me something new. So the fact that I was expecting to hate it and didn't hate it, you know, yeah. was surprising to me. But yeah, it was just Call of Duty. The one thing I can say I, I thought they handled really well was like the characterization of the characters. Um, like I was actually really interested in the people in this one because a lot of the time like the dudes just kind of feel like, you know, they're just there to move the plot along. Yeah. But in this one, like, I actually really liked, you know, all of the, the guys in my squad. Yeah, they really went for a band of brothers feel too. Yeah. In terms yeah. of, like, okay, make characters. Like, granted, they were archetypes in every World War Two movie where it's like the gruff Italian and the, you know, the mama's boy who we're not sure if he's going to be able to fight and, you know, all kinds of things like that. Yeah. But yeah. Still There's much the- better job than just like, look, it's John the soldier and Steve the soldier and Brian the soldier. Yeah. Those are what the other ones always kind of felt like. Yeah. Everyone was just kind of there. Whereas this one, I was like, I was like, you know, really like when the captain died, I was like, Oh no, that was the good guy. Like, yeah. cause there was like the one that was like the Josh angry. Dumel. Yeah. Josh Dumel was, <laughs> no, he's the one that lived. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, but, but he was the like angry drunk one that yeah. everyone thought like, he's going to get us all killed cause he's such a hot head. Yeah. But then there was the other guy that they were like, but he's here. So he keeps him in check. But yeah. then that guy died. And like, Oh no, Josh Dumel's in charge. Yeah. Now we're fucked. Oh no. But yeah, I was like, actually like, like I like all these guys. like I liked all the dudes in my squad. I was yeah. like, yeah, okay, these guys are all cool. I hope nothing bad happens to them. Zussman, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they definitely did a better job of that than previous Call yeah. of Duty games. Yeah. So the the Band of Brothers thing was a very good. Like, yeah. They they instead of just being generic dudes around you, like they're like, yeah. okay, I get that these are our guys. Yeah. Like I like ILO. He's neat. You yeah. know. They actually decided to craft a story rather than just Set do pieces. this mission. Who cares who's around you? So yeah. that was nice. Yeah. Um, what else did you play this week? Uh, I picked up um, Far Cry 5, which was in one of those games where I was like, I'm not going to get that. Because yeah. I was like, well, I don't need to get that one. And then like, I was just kind of sitting there going like, eh, fuck it, I'll get it. Like, yeah. I like the other ones, and uh, I'm really glad I did because it's really good. Yeah, I've been hearing nothing but fantastic things. Yeah. Um, the, the story, like I've said before on this podcast that... Uh, you know, an open world game like that, I kind of just want to like dick around and spend time like exploring and finding all the collectibles and stuff. Yeah, and this not... is an Ubisoft game, so this is right in your wheelhouse of going and doing yeah. all the side missions and then being forced to do the story later. Yeah, like Assassin's Creed Origins. Like, yeah. I was like, I really loved, enjoyed the world and like traveling the world, mm-hmm. but like when it came to the plot, I was like, I don't care about any of this stuff. I yeah. just want to get to more exploring kind of thing. This one, I'm actually completely opposite. Wow. Like the story's that, that good. The story is very, very good. Nice. And like, all I want to do is move along the story. And I'm like, I don't want to do all this exploring stuff. And the thing is that you actually, in this one, you have to do the exploring stuff to advance the storyline. Yeah, so just, like, I'm kind of like, let's get all this shit over with. Cause I want to know what happens next. Yeah. Cause yeah. Like, I like the, games like that. Like the exploring is always fun and fine. And that gives you more things to do in the game. But if the story is engaging, like, let me just play the story. Yeah. And the story, like the first half hour of the game, like, I was super engrossed. Like, I felt like I was watching a movie kind of thing. Well, I was like, holy shit, like, what the hell is going to happen next? Like, this is all going so crazy so fast. Because it does, like, a really good job of, like, 
building you know they've always been really good at um, like the the characters yeah. in the world yeah like the, the villains the are villain always has always been the like the defining part of yeah, this it's one the most fleshed out yeah. most interesting yeah, yeah at least for like 3 4 you yeah know. since like the revamp i guess of far cry yeah where they kind of like found the the sweet spot of what they wanted the game to yeah. be um and in the other ones you know in far cry 3 you had like the crazy guy that was the like leader of the pirates I think they were pirates i don't remember what it was the vaz who was like the you know yeah, the, yeah. Do you, like do you ever wonder what the definition of insanity is kind of guy mm-hmm. and then the other one pagan min like he was like the flamboyant dude with like the purple suits and stuff and he was yeah. kind of like all over the place um and this one it's actually playing like very very serious the other ones were like kind of you know campy like over the top exaggerations, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Where I mean, in these ones, like the guy is an over the top exa- like uh, cult leader, yeah. But he's played very like sinister and like yeah. very very seriously. And uh, at first, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this because you know it didn't feel very Far Cry ish. Mm-hmm. But they do such a good job with it, where I'm like, oh, dude, this guy is creepy as fuck. Like, I want to know what's gonna happen next. And uh, yeah, the storyline is like really, really interesting, and um, and like I really do like the setting. Uh, it looks fucking gorgeous, like all the you know huge sweeping Montana landscape and all that kind of stuff. How is it playing in a Montana setting when all the other ones have been like a jungle kind of setting? Like, how does it? Are you enjoying the change, or do you like? Well, the first one was like jungle island stuff. Mm-hmm. The second one was the Himalayan mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I like, I was, I was kind of worried that it would be like boring at first. I was like, I like, I don't, there's not a lot in Montana. Yeah. It's just open, like, you know, woods and stuff. Yeah. But, um, it, I like, I know, like, obviously I, I'm playing it and I'm like, I have a feeling that Montana isn't this like, not like developed almost. Mm. Um, it's pretty flat. And yeah. Incorporated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, like, there's a, a more than enough, like, little kind of town outposts all over the place where I'm like, I don't know if it's... I mean, I've never fucking been to Man. I don't know jack shit about Montana. No. Even people who've been there don't know jack shit about Montana. Yeah. And, like, I'm playing it. I'm like, oh, Montana, at least it seems kind of beautiful. Like, I, I'm like, I wonder if I would want to go... Like, you I might want to go out there to see it, but I'm like, I have a feeling it doesn't actually look like this no. in real life. You would. Yeah. No offense, Montonians, if that's what you call yourselves. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it doesn't seem like a place you'd want to go. Yeah, but um there and so like the 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 main story is all like very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um and I like how they like you know, cuz it, it's a cult, so like there's a lot of, you know, obviously a lot of like religious, you know, illusions uh, and stuff to it. Mm-hmm. And it was the kind of thing where like it started off and I was like, I wonder if this is like on purpose. Because, okay, so in the beginning of the game, like, it starts off um, with you and uh, your partner, because you're just, like, a, a, a rookie deputy that just got hired. Yeah. You have your partner, who she's, like, the little bit more veteran deputy. Sheriff. Oh, she's no, she's sheriff. the veteran deputy. Okay. You have the sheriff, and you have a... Um, uh, Mayor, like a, No, like the... No, he's a... Um, uh, like, not CIA, but he's something else. FBI? Not even FBI. Just government entity? He's like some government guy going with you. Gotcha. Uh, he's a U.S. Marshal, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a U.S. Marshal. And you're being Tiny sent... Tiny Jones? 
Tommy Lee Jones? Yes. yes. <laughs> and you're going, you're like flying in and you're going in to arrest the cult leader guy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so he's already running rampant by the time the game starts? No. Okay. But he, so, he is a cult leader by the time the game starts? Yes. Okay. So the, the way that it's all set up is that the, the cult, like he came to the town, um, he brought like a bunch of his cult followers with mm-hmm. him, and they started buying up property in the town. Yeah. And this had been happening over the course of years. So when you get there, he's already been there for a couple of years. He's been like buying up property. He's been buying up the surrounding land. Uh, he's been setting up like his his compound and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so far, they've all been completely like above the board. It's the yeah. kind of thing where like people are like, we're worried about like these weird guys and they're like compound up there, but we don't know what they're doing. But we're not gonna like get, you know everything's legal, so we can't really do anything about it. Yeah. Um. And it turns out that the U.S. marshal that you're going with, he sent a an undercover guy to join the cult, and Ooh, he was filming always everything. Ri- always risky. Yeah. He was like filming everything and like sending the, the stuff back, and they caught him and killed the guy. So that's sort of like okay, now we have him on video killing. Yeah. Under, our undercover agent, so now we can go in and arrest him. Desmoida. Yeah. So, like, you're going in to finally arrest him, and the whole time, like, he, you can hear, like, his speeches on the speakers when you're going through, like, through the compound, and everyone's just kind of standing by, and they're like, you know, no one do anything kind yeah. of thing. Um, and, you, and you're listening to the speakers, and, like, he's talking about, like, you know, the opening of the seals that will, like, bring about the end of the world. And the first thing is, if they come for me, that's the first sign that the apocalypse is going to start. Well, naturally. Yeah. he so knows like, they're coming for him. Well, yeah. yeah. But, like, so you're, like, going in and it's, like, saying, like, once they come for me, that's when the shit happens. And you're, yeah. kind, of, you're kind of going, like, should we be doing this? Like, yeah. It's, I mean, we're about to cause the shit to happen. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, he's obviously crazy. Yeah. Nice. So they're saying, like, you know, do that. And then, then it gives you the option to arrest him when you finally get there. And it's like, do you want to arrest him or do you not want to arrest him? And you could choose to not arrest him and the game ends. Oh, I did see a thing that was like, you can beat Far Cry technically in, like, 20 minutes or something it was like, like that. It's like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it gives you the option, like, arrest him or not arrest him. And if you can, you can choose to not arrest him. And he's like, okay. And then you leave and then nothing happens. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or you can try and arrest him. And he says to you, like, when you do that, he's like, like... You know, you can take, you can try and take me, but God won't let you because this is how it starts. Yeah. And of course you're like, okay, arrest him. You take him, you put him in the helicopter and then your helicopter crashes on the way out. And he's just like, I told you. Hey. And like you're sitting, they take all, they take the marshal, they take the, the chief of police or the sheriff and they take your partner and they go to take you, but you escape. And, um. And there's like, you know, there's a kind of stuff like, I I know a lot about like biblical stuff. Like I remember reading a lot of biblical stories and stuff like that growing Mm up. Um, It's a kind of thing where like, as you're paying attention to it, you're kind of like, okay, I get like the allegories, the allegories are going on because it's very clearly they're trying to make it that you are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh, okay. Starting the apocalypse. Oh, that's kind of cool. Because there's the four of you going in to arrest him. And, like, the sheriff's name is White Horse. Oh, okay. And death came upon a white horse and yeah. hell followed with him. Yep. So it's, like, very clearly you're like, okay, so you're, like, the representation That's of the four It's a little too horse. on the nose for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't know the Bible enough to, like... I know, I'm sure they've heard like, that quote, but... Well, it, it's it, that's the start of, like, a Johnny Cash song, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. like, people have heard that and be like, oh, okay. It's a little on the nose. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was like, obviously, when he's sitting there and, you know, he's like, the U.S. Marshal in the beginning is like, you know, Chief Whitehorse or 
Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, White Horse, that's a weird name. Uh... I get it now. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, it's very clearly the each one of us is going to represent, like, one of the hor- four horsemen at some point. I'm sure, like, your war. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because you're the guy running around fucking shooting everything so up. So, wait, what you're saying is that Far Cry 5 is just ripping off Darksiders. Yeah, pretty much. Unacceptable. Yeah. But, um, now, uh, like, gameplay-wise, it's very standard Far Cry. Uh, there's, you know, references. To, they make, like, they poke fun at the fact that it's Far Cry. And, like, right early on in the beginning of the game, like, it's like you have to climb a tower to activate the thing. And, like, you're climbing up it, and the guy that you're talking to on the radio is like, don't worry, you only have to do this one. Like, you don't have to... You're, I'm not going to make you go around climbing towers all over Montana, because that would be uh, fucking stupid. That would be stupid, Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because when you said that someone knocked out a radio tower, I was like, let me guess, you got to go to all the radio towers to turn on all the radios again, and then that section of the map opens, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, no, I don't. Yeah, because, nice. like, after the helicopter crashes, after you escape, you end up, like, um, in a bunker with a guy, and he's the one that's, like, kind of giving you all the, you know... He's the one walking you through the game, like, sending you missions and stuff. And, yeah, so, like, you know, he, he's the one that says, like, hey, go climb this tower, but don't worry, I'm not going to have to do this. So they keep kind of, like, they do, like, little jokes and stuff like that. The one thing I kind of don't like, going back to how, like, I'm really engrossed in the story, but, like, the actual gameplay, there's a weird balance because the Far Cry games are always... Like, they're goofy. Like, yeah. they're not meant to be taken seriously. Yeah, they're over the top, shape. like you were yeah. saying. Yeah, they're like an over-the-top parody kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the main character is so, like, serious and everything feels so very serious, once the, like, goofy stuff starts happening, I'm kind of like, eh. Like, I kinda, like, yeah. I kind of want to go back to the serious stuff, you know? Yeah, it seems like a weird tonal shift at that point. Yeah, because, like, there's, like, one mission where you're, you have to help, like, a guy who's obsessed with UFOs and he's trying to create a teleport machine to teleport him to Mars. Yeah, no, see, I'm out now. Yeah, so, like, you have to go and do, like, a bunch of stuff to, like, you have to go, like, find alien stuff to, like, bring to him to power his energy thing. Nope. And, like, the joke is that uh, he calls it, like, the 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 digital, like, laser trans... Or, um, Digital laser something like compound or something like the digital laser compound or something. Oh, DLC. The, the DLC. And he's like, I'm going to use the DLC to take me to Mars. And then if you go and look at the DLC coming out, one of them is like mission to, to Mars. Mars. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, ah. it's too on the nose. Yeah. I was in for the cult leader game. Like when they announced it, I was like, I'm very intrigued by this, even though I'm not really a big Far Cry person. And the beginning part sounds like something I'm totally in for. And then the goofy shit just is like, nope, that's the stuff I don't like. Yeah. And there's like one mission where like there had like the big thing in the town before the cult came was um, every year they have the Rocky Mountain Oyster like festival Mm -hmm. where they all eat bull testicles. So like you have to go and collect bull testicles. So they're like, I'm so out now. Yeah. And they're like, okay, like you have to go and like, you know, use a meat thresher to run over all these bulls to collect the testicles, to bring them back so we can have the testicle eating contest. And I'm I'm just kind of like, sorry, Far Cry, I'm done. So there's this really weird tonal like thing because everything that's happening feels very, very serious. Yeah. Then but then there's quick. all this goofy shit yeah. going on where I'm kind of like, ah. you know what I kind of want, and it's because I've been watching. Uh, and it, it was like different because 
when you played the like in Far Cry Three, the bad guy in Far Cry Four, the guys were very like the villains were very goofy and like, yeah, over the top. It's not a tonal shift. Yeah, it's, so like everything feeling goofy felt fine. Yeah, but then you got this, and I'm just kind of like, I, like, kind of wish you kept a little serious here. Yeah, like I almost kind of want like an L.A. noir about trying to arrest and stop a cult leader mm. because like I've it, it's very apropos that this is coming out now because Netflix just dropped a documentary about a sort of pseudo cult leader in Oregon that I'd never heard of a show called wild, wild country. So I highly recommend you checking that out, Joe, because I know yeah. that you also love that kind of stuff. Yeah. You were telling me about that. And it's like, I've read about a lot about cults. Never heard of them. I've never heard of this cult you were talking about. Nope. Um, so like I've been watching that. Like I just started watching that and being like, Oh, I'm super into this like right now. Like this is kind of my thing right now. Maybe I will pick up Far Cry, but it sounds like it's just too goofy for me. And I would like something where it's like, imagine an LA noir where you're a detective and you have to compile evidence and you have to infiltrate into the thing. And like, there's all these serious scenarios about stopping a cult before the, you know, everyone drinks the Kool-Aid or whatever at the end, Mm. rather than like, go get bull balls. Ah, Yeah. DLC. Get it. Yeah. Yeah, and like I ugh. said, the the way that the game is structured is you like you have to do these things because you there's this the area is broken up into three areas um, because he has the cult leader has two brothers and a sister, mm-hmm. and each one of them controls a part of the thing. And when you you have to go and do missions, and the more you have like a bar that you know once the bar fills up, then you can finally go after one of the one of the leaders, yeah. like one of his brothers or his sister. So you have to like do all the side missions and stuff to fill that bar up. And, like, yeah, so you're, like, doing it, and it just has all that kind of, like, goofy stuff in it. And I'm like, eh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the goofy stuff is taking me right out of wanting to play this game. Yeah, I mean, it's still really good. Like, I'm still having really fun in it, but it's just, like, um, yeah, like I said, it's, like, the opposite of how Norman feel. Like, I'm, like, I'd, I'd rather, much rather, like, get through this stuff first and then save all the other goofy stuff for later. Yeah. But now it's, like, forcing me to do all the goofy stuff to get to the, like, serious stuff. Yeah, that's kind of like how I felt with uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Was like I really liked some of the storylines. Like you really like the Michael stuff, but yeah, because stuff wa- you're like this is over the it's top. It's too goofy and it's too weird. I just want to go rob banks with this dude. Like this seems really interesting. The reformed guy who's getting back into it or whatever. Like I'm totally in for that story. Why do I gotta go play the meth head doing zany shit? Like I don't. Come on. Yeah. Like I get. I get it. It's probably you know people are loving it. I've seen nothing but fantastic. No, I'm like, not saying it's a good. Yeah, and it's I'm not definitely a good saying game. the game is still fun. And yeah. it, like those those things, it's not all of it. It's just it, every once in a while you come across that stuff, and it takes me out of it. But like it's still only you know probably like ten percent of the game, okay. as opposed to like the the full bulk of it. But then there's also but if it forces me to play it. Then yeah, that, like. That's ten percent of the time that I because if I didn't have to play it, I would skip it and be like, yeah, I'm not going to collect bull testicles. It's not fun for me. Yeah, I'll just play the game. Yeah, and, and then there's also to. the standard like bulk of Ubisoft pointless, like repetitive bullshit yeah. that you have to do, where it's constantly like you're going around and you know it's like, oh, don't forget you have to blow up all of these like oil trucks driving around because we want to like cut off their oil supply and mm-hmm. like don't forget if you see with these trucks that have prisoners in them you have to free the prisoners so like you're also just doing a bunch of that stuff where you're just like okay yeah. repetitive shit that you're like let me just get this over with kind of thing to fill up this bar but so i'm i feel like it's a, like almost kind of at some points a struggle to just like come on let's get this over with because i really want to know what happens next yeah so it sounds like you're, you're still enjoying it despite the no it's definitely worth drawbacks playing. okay it's definitely worth playing nice 
Did you play anything else this week? Uh, no, that's all I played. How about you? Well, that's not all you played, Joe, because we oh yeah we played a way out. That's right. We um, did. So this will be a good transition from something you played to something I played because we both played it. A way out, a co-op game that I mentioned last week that I had picked it up because we realized it wasn't a $60 game and that we didn't need two copies to play it. So I think we played for, what, like an hour and a half, maybe? We did yeah. like five of the missions or whatever. Um, it's fun so far. It's uh, it's definitely different because you're watching two... Like, it's split screen even though you're playing online. Like, I think at the very beginning, we got different cutscenes, uh, but then everything after yes, that because was... because you were playing the guy coming in on the bus. Yes. And I was walking around... There's a guy who's already in who's jail. already in the prison. Yeah. So I was like walking around the yard, and it was like go like watch you know, walk over to the bus so that you can see them coming in. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um. But then everything after that is a split screen view. So I'm seeing your character. I'm seeing my character, and it's weird because like it obviously wants you to communicate. Like we were playing with headsets. Um. But like since I can see your screen. I didn't need you to tell me to do anything most of the time. Like hmm. sometimes like there's one part where one of us has to be the lookout. So the other one can like try to like tunnel out of the cell. And like, I feel like you could see my screen and look, yeah. even though sometimes it'd be like, Oh my God, stop, 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 stop. But when I had to then tunnel out and you had to be lookout, like I was, I, the motion of tunneling out didn't require my focus so I was just looking at your screen. Yeah, I was watching your screen. To yeah, see, look to keep for the guards as opposed um, to paying attention to mine. So that was like a that's like a, it's a weird thing to see. I part of me kind of wishes that I couldn't see your screen because at like points it seemed like it would be useful. Yeah, the because, points where you're like not supposed to know what the other person's doing, it should yeah. black out the other screen. But also like if I'm focused on unscrewing this, like it, you, it's a toilet, it, like to tunnel out of my cell. Mm-hmm. My focus as a character is looking at the screw or it's looking over my shoulder at only what I can see from the recesses of my cell, not you peering through the bars looking both ways. I shouldn't be able to see that. Like, you know, if you're going to force me to do it with another person, then it should be like, I can't see it. And I just have to hear you go like, dude, 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 or like, your character, like you press a button and throw somebody against the wall, and I know that's time to stop. Like, okay, what? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, me. I'm just sitting here. I don't, I don't know. What are you? What are you talking about? I'm just, just here in my cell. Yeah, getting ready for bed. You know. Yeah, no, I kept nothing feeling, to it. I kept feeling the same way. Like if it was, it was the kind of thing where, like, if we're kind of both in the same area, it would make sense that we could see what the other person is doing. But when there were like the, the kind of situations where we were completely separated, yeah, I was like, I don't really need to like see this because there was a part um, where. Uh, we were in the laundry room mm-hmm. and I couldn't do anything because there was a guard in the way. Yeah. So I'm like sitting there like waiting for you to distract the guards so that I can sneak by. Yeah. You shouldn't have And the been whole able time I'm watching screen. your screen going like, maybe you should talk to that guy. Yeah. Maybe you should talk to that guy. What if you go over to that thing? Yeah. And I'm kind of feeling like, yeah, but like, I feel like I shouldn't know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You de- like, that's, that's my whole point is that like, Granted, it's a co-op thing, so we're supposed to be working together. So, like, you should be able to be like, hey, try to, like, throw this over there to get the guard to run. Or try to start this fight over between those two dudes. Like, we should be working to brainstorm it together. But part of me thinks if you're going to do this weird, like, version of... co-op thing. Yeah, if you're going to do this weird version of a co-op game where you have to play it co-op, 
maybe split those apart. Like maybe, you know, like there was one where I had to distract a nurse while you got up to steal a screwdriver or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see you sneaking around. So I knew how much like I had to say the next sentence or whatever, or I had to knock on a wall to distract somebody. Like, I feel like those are things that I shouldn't have been able to, to see what you were doing. Yeah. Um, but it's fine that you can. It's just like I kind of wish you didn't. Yeah, it'd feel like a missed opportunity because it definitely would have been more interesting. Like if I was playing at that part, so you're laying in the bed, you have to distract the nurse while I sneak around the the nurse's office. Yeah, and it would have been more interesting as opposed to just watching you have the conversation with the nurse and then she turns around and you'd like reach up and ne- like knock on the glass. Yeah. It would have been more interesting to me if I was like just waiting, waiting. to hear yeah. the knock of like the glass. Like a trust kind of, cause like these two characters are trusting each other. Yeah. You and I should be trusting each other as well to be like, man, I hope he fucking distracts that guard somehow. Like that, that would add more tension to it because I feel like the way that we're playing it now, there's no real tension yet. I mean, granted, we're still kind of early into the game. I know it's not very long, but we're still relatively early. But would we fail twice on things? And one of them was because I did the thing that you're supposed to do to distract a guard, and the guard didn't get distracted. So then I was stuck, and we just had to get caught and start again. Yeah. And then, like, we failed once at the... Uh, the toilet scene and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so there doesn't really feel like there's any stakes yet. And I don't know if that's just cause it's early and they're getting people used to the new kind of game or if that's just how it's going to be because I can see everything that's happening in multiple perspectives. Cause I'm watching your screen and mine. Yeah. Like some of the parts were really cool. Like there, there's a fight in the yard where we're both fighting and the combat isn't like actual combat. It's more like, Telltale combat, yeah, it's just button almost. press. Yeah, it's like press X to or uh, like X to punch and like triangle to dodge kind of thing. But it's one of those things where like the punch that's coming in at you is coming in slow motion, and you have X amount of seconds to press the button it tells you to press to dodge the punch to then throw your own, mm-hmm. and then like all right, repeatedly tap square to just like barrage him or whatever. Um, so it it does feel like like it looks like a triple A game, but it feels and plays like an indie game in terms of. Like you're not, you're just walking or running or climbing. Like you're not doing these like super involved things yet. I mean, maybe we get guns later and have to like I've shoot seen, our way out of I've something. I've seen some stuff later on that gets like looks very intense. Yeah. So we have to play it more. Granted, it was a really busy week for both mm. of us. So we didn't, that's the trouble with a game like this is that you need to have someone that you can play with for the, you know, three to six or however long it is. Um, straight through so we just haven't had the time to play it this week but i'm having fun with it so far and definitely want to keep playing it well no, no, no i'm yeah i think the story is really interesting and i want to know where it goes because there's like a framing device of them like in a plane like wearing body armor and stuff yeah. and i'm like how the fuck did we get there from, it's a like, little spoilery to put that at the very beginning because now i know that they got out they found a way out thanks a lot game i, I mean it, uh, it feels like I mean, we only played for like an hour, but it already feels like we're getting to the point where we're about to get out. Yeah. Like I mean, the prison break stuff seems like it's only very early on in the game. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm okay with that just because uh, I don't know how long you could convince me that it's taking them to break out when one of them has a concrete plan. Like, I guess things can go awry here and there, but I wouldn't want the whole game to be breaking out. 
I'm excited to see what we have to contend with once we're out. Yeah. Because then from, we'll be fugitives on the run. Yeah. And from what I saw, I remember seeing from the like E3 trailers back when it was first shown off. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, it's a lot more about like the being on the run mm-hmm. than it is actually the escaping of the prison. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. And it, it's hard not to recommend it. I mean, it's not an expensive game. Yeah. For 30 bucks. 30 bucks. It's still within the first couple of weeks of release. So Amazon will probably give it to you for 20% off. Uh, if you have Prime, you know, like Best Buy has got their gamer cards. So, like, if you can find it 20% off in addition to that, like, for 25 bucks, and you only need one copy, and that was relatively easy to get you to be able to play it. Mm-hmm. I just went in, sent you an invite. It then sent you, a like, a link to the PlayStation Store in your account, right? And you just downloaded a client or whatever? Or did you uh, download the demo? And that well, worked? it was it – was, when we first tried it, it worked, like, weird because you sent me the thing and then you – left yeah like, like I you sent me the invite and then you left yeah i had to go but i was like oh we'll get it set up now so that way when we want to play later you won't have to install a thing but because i didn't give you enough time to install it at the jump it's like no just kidding it doesn't work yeah so like you sent me the invite and left and then i clicked on the invite and all it did was take me to the store yeah for the thing like just like would you like to buy this game and i was like no what? No. no and then there was like the you know download the demo so i just kind of figured like oh maybe i just have to download the demo yeah and i downloaded that and then the next day we went to play and like it played fine i don't know if downloading the demo did anything or if i'm only like streaming it when i play if i'm playing it off the stream i think you might be playing it like the demo is the client you need to have for it to then give you like an unlock temporarily or whatever mm. like um but yeah even that's relatively easy to do didn't take you any time when i sent you that second invite so no yeah it started right up um, but android later but oh i didn't know that yeah not out now uh, so only on ios so i can't play that with any kind of regularity uh, only when Joe gives me his phone, which he doesn't do that often. So, no. um, But I played PUBG Mobile, won my first game I ever played. Um, Skip did the same thing, Chicken won like dinner. three games in a row. Uh, and I couldn't tell at first if it was something where people are just bad at playing on the phone because every time I got shot, I got shot first. Like almost every time someone hit me from behind or the side that I didn't see them, but I was able to turn around and like, shoot them in the face and it, they were dead like immediately. And I was like, man, are people just that bad on like the f- phone? Cause like the controls are very similar to Fortnite and like other first person shooters where there's, you know, a touch for walking, you touch anywhere on the screen to look around. And then you've got, you know, your, your shoot, your jump, your crouch, your whatever, um, the little action buttons. Yeah. Um, and so they're all just kind of right there. And like, maybe people are bad at it, but then I saw that it also looks like there's a lot of bots. Which is kind of depressing. Yeah. Because I would like to play against other people. Yeah, but, yeah. You were saying that people were like, well, people are the people sure of that just yet? Um, some, like, I was talking to Skip about this yesterday because he's played it a lot more than I have. Uh, and he was saying that he was playing a game one time and he watched uh, a character walk out of the cloud, walk back into the cloud, walk back out of the cloud, and then walk in a circle. A regular person's not doing that. I mean, maybe if they've never played PUBG before and they don't understand what it does. Maybe, but like... And they're like, I wonder what happens if I walk into this thing. But that wasn't his only example that he had of like the characters in the game doing really wonky things Hmm. or like, you know, shooting and then walking away and then... Like like, not actually engaging in the fight. Yeah, but like not running away, just like walking Yeah, like the program said shoot at like a player and then... And then walk away. Yeah. Because, like, why would a regular player be like, I shot you, 
now let me just walk away, not run where yeah. you could, where we're always going to be the same distance away from each other, but walk. So all I have to do is run to you and I'm going to, and I'm going to shoot you and kill you. Hmm. I wonder how many, cause this definitely, I, I didn't hear anything about this game coming out until it was out. Like I didn't know there was even a PUBG mobile in the works. And I got the feeling that it was one of those things where like Fortnite mobile was coming out and they kind of said like, oh shit, we need to throw one of these together really quickly. Yeah. No, I remember it was coming out in China and then like, cause they couldn't have PUBG on consoles in China. Oh, that's right. And then I think it just got ported to everywhere else. Cause they're like, I mean, we might as well, like they probably got a developer to put it on other phones that's and things right. like that. Yeah. I forgot about that. Okay. So that's true. Okay. So they definitely did have the framework for it. But I wonder if it was a kind of thing where, like, uh, Fortnite was coming out and they kind of were like, okay, we got to get this out and, like, available really quickly Mm because Fortnite's beating us to it. And they didn't have the, like, infrastructure set up completely yet for the U.S. To handle 100 people playing on a phone at the same time. Yeah, so they're like, well, we can just kind of trick people for now and, like, have it be, like, 20 actual players and then 80 bots yeah it's possible um because the one thing i do like about at least i don't know if the console version is similar because it's obviously real people playing but it seems like it's really slow going until you get to like the last two like circle enclosures because like i don't really see a lot of people the map is huge uh driving cars is nice but like when i'm playing fortnite I watch, and before the main first circle gets any smaller, it's down to, like, 50 people. And this time, like, it was always at, like, 80 people, 75 people. By the time we got to, like, the third shrinking of the circle. So, like, business, so to speak, doesn't pick up until much later. Um, But... So I kind of like that. It gives you time to like get a lay of the land, figure out what you're going to do. Uh, I like the fact that you can like, you know, when I first started, I started out naked. Like I dropped in naked and had to find pants and a helmet and shirts and better helmets and better shirts and a backpack and all these kind of, like I like finding that kind of stuff. That's cool. Um, I like that more than just you can carry X amount of things. You can carry five things like it is in Fortnite. Um, so I like that element to it. I do miss the ability to build and destroy like buildings like i miss having the pickaxe to like pound through or like i was playing a Fortnite game and someone was trying to hide in the house and i like i kept trying to shoot him through the window and it wasn't working so i just took a gun that i didn't really care about the ammo for went, you know what fuck this and then just blew the wall away and then shot him because he'd lost his protection yeah <laughs> so i like the destructible elements of Fortnite, but i do like i do like PUBG. i'm having fun with it so far i would like more regular people to get into it so i can see what it's really like um and also get uh, controller support yeah, I've I've had a hard key. time deciding like which of the two I prefer because of those asks. Like I do like how Fortnite is faster paced yeah. when I feel like that, but I also do like how PUBG like has a lot more tension from like the build up. And you're right, like I like how in PUBG, you know, you feel like you have a little bit more control over your character in the fact that you're like it's not just like, okay, I just find a better gun. Like, it's also like, okay, I want to find a better gun, but also I want to find a better backpack and I want to find yeah. a better helmet. I like doing that. And like the better body armor and stuff so that I feel like not only is the care, like the, the weaponry getting better, but also like my character is getting better throughout the course of the match. Yeah. I, yeah. I like that. I like those elements of it. Um, 
and I like that that you can find most every gun. Whereas with Fortnite, you've got the different levels of guns, and sometimes I feel like I just get crappy guns every time. Mm, you and just then have I'm, nothing but the gray and the green ones. Yeah, like occasionally I'll get some blues, but then I'm running in with like a blue assault rifle, and there's a dude with a purple like awesome assault rifle and i'm just like i'm fucked I'm yeah. like two shots and i'm dead whereas i gotta like pump them full of an entire clip just to do like shield damage you know so i do like that element too but yeah i'm having fun with it i don't know that i don't play phone games for extended periods of time so i'll probably play this for a week uh you know try to link up with some other people that are playing it on the Does phone it have any kind of party settings or something it does you yeah can people yep. you know if it works between amazon and ios or i mean um android and, android iOS. and ios um i don't know i mean you'll have to download it and we'll figure it out because mm. the only the only other two people i've talked to about this um both have android phones so okay uh, but yeah no it's just you search for a player name so i assume it's it's just like anything else and then you can play with that person. So you you could do duos, you could do squads. So you know we could definitely try and get a a squad going. But yeah, no, I'm I'm having fun with it. That I was playing that while Fortnite was having server issues yesterday. Uh, so I was waiting to get into lobbies for Fortnite. I was like, you know what? I'll just play PUBG Mobile while I'm waiting. Uh, and then the only last thing that I played this week, and I'll talk a little bit about it just because, you know, we've already talked a lot about what we've been playing, but, uh, I picked up MLB the show because baseball started on Thursday. Joe, it's baseball season. How excited are you? I know baseball season started. You didn't know baseball season started? I don't know shit about baseball. Man, you miss all the big days. St. Patrick's day, opening day. You miss them all. You just forget yeah. all the things that happen in the world. Well, you opening day, I just baseball. didn't care. <laughs> no, I know. Um, yeah, no baseball started on Thursday. I went and watched a whole bunch of baseball. It's do you know how baseball started this year, Joe? Uh oh shit. Do you know? Because I told you already, probably. No, no, oh. I actually saw that. It started off with a lot of shit, right? No. The very first pitch of the very first game got hit for a home run. Oh. So like immediately Wait. baseball was like, Yeah, we're back, bitches. You know what? I think that was the last game of the preseason. What happened? Something, the- something. I, I saw something about how uh, it might have been the last game of the preseason. Um, they were playing, and there was like a sewage leak that like flooded. Oh yeah, that happened at Dodger Stadium during yeah like, that flooded some exhibition games. Like the front row uh, just reeked of poop. Okay, that's and what those I heard. are like the expensive seats. But they cleaned it up because they had regular opening day and everything was fine. But yeah, there was a, a pipe burst at Dodger Stadium. That's what I thought you were talking about. Oh, no, no, no. That was funny, though. No, baseball's back in a big way. Um, so I picked up MLB The Show, uh, played it for you know, played it for a few days already. Uh, I really like it. I, I didn't really like last year's, but for no particular reason. Like, I enjoyed it enough, but never got, like, fully engrossed in it. And this year, for some reason, I just, I'm having more fun with it. I've been playing all the different modes. I was able to continue my Road to the Show character from last year. I was able to do, like, um, they have the Diamond Dynasty mode, which I'm not really enjoying as much as the normal, like, Ultimate Team card setup thing. It doesn't doesn't seem intuitive, as intuitive as it has in years past. Um, franchise mode is there, but I didn't get into that uh, in the time that I played it so far. Uh, they have Retro mode is back, which I really enjoyed from last year, where it's basically current rosters, current graphics, but it plays like a Nintendo game. So it's you're using the D-pad and two buttons uh, to play. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, played some games online, played some games like co-op just on the same couch. So having a, having a blast with it really like baseball games. So I'm super into it this year, uh, as well. So if you're at all a baseball fan and you haven't picked up the show for PlayStation, go ahead and do so. If you have an Xbox, 
go buy a PlayStation and pick up MLB The Show because you can't play a baseball game. Yeah, there, is there no baseball games on the Xbox? There is. Play? There's uh, there's RBI Baseball. But that, again, is a, that's almost exclusively a retro mode where it's it's more of an arcade yeah, game than it a, is a sim. Yeah, it's not a simulator. No. No, yeah, ever since the uh, the death of 2K Baseball, there has been no fully-fledged baseball sims on I'm the I'm surprised Xbox. that nobody has, like, stepped up to do that. Yeah, because, like... Um, do they have, like, an, a, a complete contract, or is just nobody makes one for the Xbox? So I think how it works is that to be a console exclusive, that's the, like... Only Sony can make a console exclusive one, hmm. but anybody else could technically make a multi-platform one. Okay, but the problem then is, is that you have to make a baseball game that's either just as good, if not better, than the show, or you have to put out a like a worse version of the same kind of game on a console where no one's going to buy it. So, like, if you want to make a baseball game, that is a loud automobile. Um, so, if you want to make a baseball game and you're like 2K or EA or whoever wants to give it a give it a go, you have to either make a game that's better. As good, if not better, than the show, or you're going to put out a product on the Xbox that's good. You know, people enjoy it. It's going to go on the Switch. People enjoy it. PC, people enjoy it. Uh, PlayStation, nobody buys it mm. because why would you? It's worse than the thing that's on PlayStation already. Yeah. So it's a it's a tough sell to get over the hump. Mm. Like 2K Baseball wasn't bad. It just wasn't as good as the show. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't as polished. It didn't you know? Didn't have the same level of care. Does two K make any sports games anymore? Yeah, basketball and wrestling. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah just you got so weird. that two K. <laughs> yeah, basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was fun. So I'm enjoying that as well. Uh, so yeah, baseball season back full swing, back and better than ever, baby. Hooray! Yay, sports, stickball. That's yeah, sure. Nice. All right. Well, that's all that we played this week, which was a lot. Did get a lot accomplished yeah, in, with our very limited amount of time to be able to do such things. Um, but we'll be moving on to the lightning round, which there wasn't a lot of lightning round news this week either. It's kind of a slow week as, you know, spring's, spring's getting out there. Not as much video game news to go around, but we're coming up to spring game season. So there's a lot going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks in terms of games to be played. So I think that'll be dominating our conversation anyway, but uh, moving on, starting with the lightning round, not lightning round. No man's sky is coming to the Xbox. You surprised by that Joe? Yeah. I thought it was a like Sony exclusive or something. Well, it came out on PC too. Yeah. I, I guess it was just a timed exclusive. Part of me is surprised just because like Sony put in so much effort to be like No Man's Sky. Hey, No Man's Sky. Ooh, look over here, No Man's Sky at all their E3s and PSXs and all their like marketing and things like that. They were really pushing No Man's Sky. So I thought like you did it it was going to be a console exclusive, not just a console timed exclusive. Yeah. Um, and then also my first thought was I feel like it's already too late. I don't know if it's necessarily too late, but... I feel like the damage from that game has been done. Like, who's sitting around going, I really want to play No Man's Sky? Like, who was sitting around going like, oh boy, I really want that game that was kind of pretty, he- like, harshly criticized and heavily panned? Well, it's uh, it does seem like it's going to be the best version of the game, because there's been a bunch of 
upgrade like updates dlcs yeah. things like that that have that are going to come day one with the xbox it's also going to have xbox one x enhancements that it doesn't have on playstation um so it's going to be a better looking version probably a better running version of the game and i haven't kept up with it enough to know if the changes and updates and dlcs and things like that, that they've added in the year plus since that game came out have made the game what it was promised to be. I just but haven't checked. the fact checked. that, like, I haven't heard any of that. But it might not hurt. You may not have heard it because it doesn't generate clicks on a website, so they're not running a story on it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'd have to, you'd have to go to the Reddits and the, you know, the message boards of, for that game to say, hey, is this game good? Worth like, it now. Yeah. Um, so we might hear that when the Xbox version well, comes out. it gets closer to that. Because you'll see, rev- you'll see them starting to review the Xbox version of the game and being like, all those things we hated about the PlayStation version, gone. Like all the things we wanted here now. Yeah. So And there's also um <clears throat> like talking about like the updates and all that stuff. There is a big update for the game that's supposed to be coming out the same day that this game comes out. Yeah. And so it's coming to both Xbox. The and Xbox version is going to have the update already on it and then it will be added to the PlayStation version. That's supposed to be like a major game changing update. Yeah. Um but once again, like you're kind of banking on people to believe that when they say it's game changing yeah. that it's game changing yeah like yeah. you're you're gonna have to go on faith on that that they're not like just blowing smoke up your ass when they're saying no 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 this one's gonna be it's gonna be really good now i know we promised it was gonna be good before but it's now it's actually gonna be good trust us give us 60 dollars yeah i feel like there's there's gotta still be some diehards out there that play the game or that check in every once in a while because they like the game like they went in with low expectations. They were fine with what they got. Or somebody who, like, every time I go into a store, I see it for, like, 20 bucks now. And I'm like, do I just try it? Like, do I just give it a shot? Like, for 20 bucks, it can't be that bad, right? Like, maybe? Uh, and so I constantly do that with myself. And the fact that I even have that conversation means I'm probably never going to get it. Um, but if this game-changing update comes out, I'm totally willing to give it a shot. Because I liked the idea of it so much. Oh, yeah. It sounded interesting. But, yeah, like I said, like... They they promise you one thing it doesn't mean it's what you're gonna get. Yeah. So hopefully that's not what happens with this new update for it. Yeah. So I mean we'll see uh, when that comes out to the Xbox. Uh, lightning round, Joe. We got PSVR bundles dropping like flies in the price department. Um, the they've been on sale previously. Uh, the regular headset has dropped from its what was it four hundred dollars at launch. Uh. No, I think that just dropped from 300 to 200, didn't it? Yeah, well, it's 200 now. I forget what it was at launch. Um, oh, uh, pardon me. Because it was 500 for the complete bundle. Yeah, so I think it was 400 at launch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. I think it was 400. So that's down to 200. Bundles are now starting at 299. And the bundles are a good deal. The two bundles right now are the Doom big fucking VR version. Uh, yeah, Doom VFR. Yep. Uh-huh. And uh, Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim bundle. Yeah, uh, the first one comes with the game, the camera, the headset, so everything you need uh, to play. So if you don't already own the camera, then that's a fantastic deal because the camera itself is sixty bucks. So you get one hundred and twenty dollars worth of extra content for a hundred. And then the uh, the Skyrim one, I think, comes with the headset, the game, the camera. And move controllers? Yes. That one is 350 though. Yes. That's not so, 300 No. Well, the a two-pack of move controllers is 100 bucks. So yeah. So, for an extra 50 worth it. 
All right. So, but now here's the question: What do you think this is a sign of? Is this a sign of that it's doing very well and they want to get it out into people's hands, or is this the sign of the PSVR is not working out the way we wanted it to? So let's try and drop the price to move more bundles. Well, I think that no matter what, they want more headsets on heads mm. because that tells you know developers, hey, look, look how many units are out there. Yeah. The, this, that, those are the numbers that drive the game creations. Mm-hmm. That's why some little games got made for Wii U is because Nintendo couldn't be like, look how many units we moved. No one wants to make a game that only 5 million people could potentially play or whatever. So you want to get as many headsets on heads as you possibly can. Whether I, From everything I've heard, it's actually selling quite well given what it is. Like It's never going to sell like a PlayStation 4 would in terms of numbers, but it's like it's still moving better than expectations or expectations. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, it's not like a surprise hit. They're like, I can't believe how much it's selling, but I don't think it's selling poorly, but I don't know. I'm not like super in tune to those numbers. Yeah. I mean, there's enough games out there to play on them. If you're at all intrigued by it, I mean, yeah, 200 actually. is a steal and 300 is a really good deal. Like I don't play my nearly as much as I should just because I'm lazy and don't want to like set it up and don't have a space where I can have it plugged in at all times with like the headset on a stand or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I was actually surprised looking at this list that there's already 300 uh, titles available for it. Yeah. And some of those are mode add-ons for games like mm. Battlefront or Tomb Raider where it's like, it's a mode add-on, but still like, 300 different games slash experiences slash whatever you can use in addition to, I don't know if that counts apps that have VR like Netflix or like next VR or any of those other like VR watching things, apps, YouTube or you know, yeah, what have yeah. you. So like there's games and there's, I mean, there's content. I like everything I've played on it, at least in terms of like, Oh yeah. You know, it's not call of duty, but it was fun. Yeah. You know, like it's not the, that level of polish, but I'm, I'm down. So, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't really excite either one of us nearly as much because we both have VR headsets, yeah. but yeah, if you're I mean, a if you person, don't have one, yeah, go out and get one. They're, they're fun and they're, I think they're worth it just mm-hmm. from the sheer amount of things. Like I was going through my library, especially if day. you don't have like a fucking $2,000 computer and yeah. like 800 bucks to blow on a Oculus Rift or a or Vive. Vive. Yeah. Um, like I said, I was going through uh, cleaning up hard drive space and I realized that like, oh fuck, I have super stardust VR. And I can't believe I haven't played that yet because I love those games. Mm-hmm. Fuck. So I'm probably going to bust out my VR headset pretty soon and start playing some things. Yeah, same here. I bought Bravo Team. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Oh, uh, you should come over with Bravo Team. Mm. We'll give that a shot. Give yeah. it a go. Uh, all right. Uh, lightning round. It is that time of the month. Uh, I know that sounded weird when I said it as being two dudes. We don't have that time of the month. Uh, but the time of the month where we get the games with gold and PlayStation Plus free games for the month. So, Joe, do you have those lists in front of you? I do. All right. Hit me with it. What do we got first? What do you want? Uh, do you want uh, Xbox or PlayStation first? I want you to make an editorial decision and give me the one that you think has the better lineup of free games. Uh, put you on the spot. The, I'm going to put... I'm Actually, I'm going to give you the one that I think has the worst lineups and save the best for last. Yeah, you go. Bad uh, news first. Bad news first. So, uh, we're going to start with PlayStation. Womp, womp. Uh, which isn't bad, it's actually. Not bad. Like, I mean, it's not as good as last It's month. not as good, yeah. Um, and uh, Which also, for PlayStation, you have... This goes out on Monday. You have one more day to get your Bloodborne and your Ratchet and & Clank 
and whatever other Vita things there was uh, because those will go away on Tuesday. So if you're listening to this, the day comes out. Make sure you get those games. Yes. So uh, for PlayStation 4, you're going to get Mad Max and Trackmania Turbo. Okay. Um, which are bad. Like, Mad Max is actually a really good game. I heard uh, it was a very underrated, awesome game. Yeah, like, very, not a lot of pe- people very, slept on very it. underrated. Yeah. Uh, great, like, open-world uh, action game. Yeah, I'm totally down to play that. I'm excited for that. And uh, Trackmania Turbo, um, I, you know, I, like, I don't play those games enough, but they're always fun when I play them. They're, yeah. like, an excellent, like, time sink. Like, if you just want to waste an hour on something, yeah. you, like, make try and just make the goofiest... Uh, you know, roller coaster you can. Yeah, like I'll drop that into my uh, my library. Yeah. Uh, for PS3 is In Space We Brawl, which I have no idea what that is. Never heard of it. Um, and Toy Home, which I also have no idea what that is. I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't remember what it is. And I don't think it was a thing that was very good. And then for PS Vita, you get 99 Vitas. Not Vitas, Vitas. Yeah. I don't know what that is either. That's 99 lives. I mean, I don't know what the game is. Yeah, I don't know. And Qbert rebooted, which is PS Vita, PS3, and PS4 cross-play compatible. Nice. Um, so if uh, anyone remembers Qbert out there, I don't know how many people remember Qbert anymore. <laughs> he was in uh, he was in Racket Ralph, so he's been referenced somewhat recently. Uh, and in Pixels, no one saw Pixels, Joe. <laughs> Forget Pixels existed. I did. It was painful to watch. Uh, I I see everything, and I still wasn't. I still wasn't going to put myself through that. Uh, and then now on to the Xbox, uh, Games with Gold for the month of April. Um, this one, pretty good. Uh, first off, you get uh, for Xbox One, you get The Witness, which was uh, Jonathan Blow's follow-up to the game Braid. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one that like I didn't want to spend money on for myself because it was like a $40 puzzle game. Yeah, and I was sometimes like, those are a hard sell yeah so i was like i can't really pull the trigger on that but i will definitely take a free copy and give that a try uh and then after that you get assassin's creed syndicate which was the previous assassin's creed before origins yep Uh, which wasn't bad yeah i actually really liked that one i like the the gameplay and i like the like industrial london setting i thought was really interesting the characters were kind of annoying uh which was really disappointing but uh, i thought the gameplay and the setting made up for it and then uh, on Xbox 360, you get Cars 2, the video game. Everyone's the, the number one Pixar movie, Cars 2. Boo. Uh, and then you also get Dead Space 2, which I thought Dead Space 2 was phenomenal. Uh, I've played it a bunch of times already. If you, by any chance, haven't played Dead Space, you definitely should pick it up and give it a try because it is an incredibly good action game. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like the Xbox One... Uh, second half of the month and the Xbox 360 second half of the month are a little bit better than the first half because mm-hmm. those uh, the first half ones are available now, right? Because the first is Sunday. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now as in the, yeah. the, not when now, they're listening to not the now me talking to you <laughs> now me talking to them. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Those are available now. Yeah. Uh, and then the other ones will be around on the what, 16th, right? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Always on the first and the 16th. Yeah. So I mean. Overall, not bad for either of them. Yeah, yeah, either one's pretty good. What are you most looking forward to playing out of those? I mean, I know you've already played Assassin's Creed. and Yeah, I've already played everything. So I guess, I mean, I've already played Mad Max. I've already played Assassin's Creed. I've already played Dead Space 2. So I'm looking forward to giving The Witness a try. Because, like I said, it looked good, but I did not want to pay 40 bucks for a puzzle game. Yeah. No, I'm super down to play Mad Max because I've heard nothing but great things. And even heard someone recently, before they, were, before they got announced as being a free game, 
talking about it when comparing it to something else. I don't remember what. I don't remember if it was someone who did like one of the God of War playthroughs, and they were like, "Oh, that kind of sounds like how it was with Mad Max or something like." I think so, maybe because like there's hand to hand fighting in God of War, so they were referencing like the new Mad Max game and talking yeah, about like and Mad how Max great has, it was. Like, a, a really good like hand to hand. Okay, so that's what it was. Up. Yeah, and so then the next day I saw like, "Oh, Mad Max is gonna be free." Be like, "Sweet, I've been meaning to try this." So. Uh, gonna give that a go on Tuesday. Uh, lightning round. See if these, Joe, the fastest selling Xbox new IP of this generation. Yes. Does that surprise you? Um. Well, yes, no. Same. <laughs> I also say yes. I say no and yes. Yeah. So. Uh. So yes. So. Why doesn't it surprise you? Uh. Well, first off, they they um. What the hell is the guy's name? Todd Howard. Yeah. I think he was the one who came out. Uh, or no, it was uh, Aaron Greenberg. Oh, yeah. No, Todd uh, Howard's Epic? Uh, no, Bethesda. Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aaron Greenberg, uh, he came out and announced that uh, Sea of Thieves was the fastest growing new IP for, um, or the best-selling new IP for Microsoft, for the Xbox One, just this current generation of games. Yep. Uh, exclusives. Um, and he did point out that this did not include the uh, copies of the game bought via the Xbox Game Pass, which that was the part that surprised me. Because when he first announced it, I went like, well, yeah, it was pretty much free. Of course, it sold yeah. a bunch of copies. For everybody so far, because the 14 days still isn't up, right? Yes. Yeah, because it just came out last week. Yeah, yeah. So you still have another week to play it for free if you didn't have it. Yeah. Or if you didn't already have the, uh, the, the Game Pass at this point. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, of course it's going to be that because they're basically giving away for free. But they did say that it does not count those numbers. So this is entirely just off of actual copies of the game sold. Which is, that's fantastic for them. If yeah. they already sold that many on something new. I'm, I, I was more just surprised that that many people actually bought a copy. It's been... When like, it was free. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, why they wouldn't s- you They sold a, a million copies in the first week. Actually sold a million copies of the game in the first week. Yeah. And, like, um, and that's doubled since then. Yeah, or if, uh, in the first uh, like couple of days, and that's double. So they've already sold like two million copies of the game. Yeah, which I am surprised that so many people paid money for, it considering that they could have gotten it with the Game Pass. Yeah, Unless just... I'm sure there's a lot of people that like use their 14 day free trial like months ago. Yeah, and they can't use it again, so they just went like, ah, fuck it, I'll just buy a copy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was uh, surprised by that aspect of it at first. Um, then we decided to take a look at what other new IPs <laughs> exist for this generation. Yeah, that's the reason this didn't surprise me. Yeah. Is because I couldn't think of more than one game that was a new IP on the Xbox One. And it was the launch game, uh, the Rome one. Rise Son of Rome. Yeah. That was the only I was like, what new IP has there even been on the on the Xbox One besides that one? Uh, okay. And I mean, in terms of retail games, we'll list them off right here. Um, so let's see, where was it? Rise, Son of Rome, brand new IP. That was, I think the only one, because everything else was either Killer Instinct or Forza or Dead Rising. Yep. Uh, so in all of 2013, but it did come out at the end of the year, uh, 2014 in terms of retail, uh, Project Spark. Which is dead already. Yeah. So. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, Sunset Overdrive was a new IP. So, okay. I, you know that one probably should have sold really well. I would I would imagine that was the one that, that was it beat. Yeah, that was the the one that it comp- like to compare it to. Yeah, because I mean that was 
what Insomniac, right? Yeah, um, and, like a major Insomniac release. Yeah, when they had been making nothing but PlayStation releases for That's quite some right. time. Yeah. So this was it was it was the big like it's Insomniac's like first game on the the Xbox. Yeah, so I uh, I thought for sure. So that one was it the was only a good one game. I really liked. Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, I heard nothing but fantastic things, and I hear it's the basis for Spider Man. So I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, that was the one that I would have thought would have been the one it surpassed. Uh, 2015 new IP. Um, nothing. Scream Ride. I don't know what that is. I think those existed before that too. Po- that entirely possible. So otherwise, uh, nothing in 2015 in terms mm-hmm. of retail releases. Um, and then 2016, uh, Quantum Break and Recore, uh, both of which I would not have pictured to be a major seller. No, Recore seemed dead on arrival. Oh yeah, that was before, definitely dead on arrival. But there was no hype. Like there's never any hype. Like it's just it was like oh look it's a robot dog and a robot or something. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I wasn't surprised uh, that it beat out this entirely lackluster. Oh wait, was there a 2017? Um, no, Super Lucky's Tale. Is that, is that a new IP? That is a new IP. There you go, Super Lucky's Tale 2017. That's it. Um, so yeah, that not a lot of steep competition. No, so it didn't. And this one has been hyped for quite some time. People have been in on it since the alpha. Like people are loving it. Um, you know, like you had a good time with it. Playing with other people means that more copies get sold. So. Um, that part wasn't surprising, but the fact that you didn't have to spend money to try it out and granted, most people maybe played it for the weekend and went, Oh, fuck this. I'm going to want to play this forever. I'm just going to go buy a copy. And maybe that's why it doubled in the in, time in since the actual sales. Yeah. The people who are like, well, I don't want to keep paying a monthly fee to no, play this. I'll so just, I'm just go buy, buy it out outright. Yeah. And cancel the, and like I play it for the weekend. I know I love it. All my friends love it. We're all gonna play it. I'm just gonna cancel my games pass now so I don't forget about it in two weeks and I'm gonna go out and buy the game. Yeah. So that's entirely possible. And And maybe- I talked to people when I was playing it that were saying that same thing. They're like, Oh yeah, I signed up for the games pass thing just to give it for a week, but I'm definitely gonna run out and buy a copy of this because yeah, like I don't care about anything else on Games Pass. I just wanna play this. I would think that that would be confirmation that the experiment works. However, um, you've now made it so that way this is the game that people use their 14-day free trial on. So when the next game comes out, like uh, when Crackdown 3 comes out. State of Decay is the next one that's going to be, State of Decay 2 is the next one that's going to be like the launch on the same date. Yep. So if you're thinking like, oh man, I really want to try out State of Decay 2, it's now going to cost you $10 to buy it for that month. Or crack, like you said, Crackdown 3. Which, you know, Crackdown 3, I think, is on shaky ground because it's been delayed and, delayed, delayed, you know, delayed. who knows? You don't get that. You don't get that push of, oh, I'm going to play it for free and then I'm going to go out and buy it because I like it so much. Yeah. Now it's, I got to pay $10 just to play Crackdown 3 or go out and buy it. I just won't play Crackdown 3. Yeah. So I, I want to say it's, it's the confirmation that, like, the Games Pass day one launch works, but it may be not because everyone's free trials just went bust. So You know, that actually kind of an interesting thing, even if you just get rid of the um, the whole Games Pass aspect, imagine if, like, every game studio did that. There was, like, everyone gets, like, five days to play the game for free when it launches. You couldn't do that with every game because many games you could beat in five days. Good point. It'd have to be games yeah. like this, games as service type games, where, like, uh, Overwatch does it a lot, where it's like play Overwatch free this weekend. You don't yeah. have to own the game; just download the client, and you can play Overwatch for free all weekend. Yeah, anything with any kind of like online multiplayer stuff. Yeah, 
So um, anything where it's specific, it wouldn't work for like a day, uh, a way out. No, because no, everyone you, would just beat it in five days. Yeah, you could beat it. that in a day or you know two days or whatever if you put in the time. Um, so no, you couldn't. But games as service ones, I feel like a lot of them do kind of do something like that where it's, hey, you know, try it for free this weekend. Give it a give it a shot. We'll see if you like it. If you do, hey, guess what? It's on sale next week. So you can pick it up cheap or, you know, if you played in the free trial, you get a code to get 10% off or something like that. Um, it would work for something like that. And see if these may do that down the line. But with the Games Pass there, I think that's kind of the uh, the route that they're going. Um, all right. Uh, lightning round. Uh, we've got two last bits of things for the lightning round, both of which are movie related. Joe, we got confirmation this week. Almost confirmation. Seems like it's confirmation. Kind of confirmation. Yeah. Straight from... A horse's mouth about who's playing Duke Nukem. Yeah, and the rumors uh, we talked about before, uh, the rumors were flying around that John Cena would be playing Duke Nukem. Correct. Um, which seems like perfect casting, I guess. Like, he looks the part. Yeah, you know, perfect casting crew, for a movie crew, I don't care about. It's crew-cutted, <laughs> like, big, beefy dude. Yeah. Um, the only thing I was thinking was, like, I can't picture John Cena, like, ultimate, the greatest man, like, nicest perfect dude alive yeah being duke nukem no he's not crass enough yeah although he's in an r-rated movie coming out in a couple weeks i was gonna say that i was watching a trailer the other day i was thinking that in my head and then i remembered that i watched a trailer for a movie called blockers coming out that he is in and in the trailer he gets a funnel shoved up his ass and then starts spraying beer out of his butt cheeks yeah he's butt chugging (laughs) yeah he butt chugs and then it doesn't work out and he ends up shooting and i was like this is very un john cena like like this is bizarre so maybe this is that was his like step in that direction yeah we'll um, see how that movie turns out yeah but the uh the two producers of the, the upcoming movie uh were doing an interview for their movie uh they're doing a quiet place yep the john john krasinski john, john krasinski uh which i and i really want to see that that yeah, looks, looks really, really good. good it's a really intriguing premise for a movie yeah i, really like I want to see that um they were doing an interview and they asked him about it uh in comparison to how uh deadpool and like deadpool 2 and like the new wave of like R-rated comedy, goofy, comedy, yeah, comedy action, action movies, yep. stuff like that. And they were asking him about that. And through the course of the interview, they did confirm that John Cena is on board to play Duke Nukem, but he has first pass of the script because the script has not been done yet. Yeah. So if he reads the script and decides he does not like it, he's allowed to pass on the movie. But as of right now, he's on board. Um, so yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, he looks the part. I don't yeah. know well how well he'll be able to play the part. I feel like if they try to stick to a Deadpool style of movie, maybe not as referential or maybe not as like fourth wall breaking. I mean, that's how Duke Nukem games are. True. But like, I guess if they stick to that template and kind of work within that, then it they pro- they have a recipe for success because I guess he's not that different from Deadpool. He just doesn't have, you know, mutant abilities, right? No, he's just a no, regular just dude. Dude. Yeah. Dude. So, I don't know. Could work. I don't care about the movie whatsoever. No. I'll probably see it when it comes out, but I don't care. Yeah. So. It's, 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 I mean, we did this. <laughs> yeah. We spent 15 years waiting for Duke Nukem Forever to come out. Not coming out. And it's just like, you know, it's past that time. Yeah. It's way past that time. Although maybe it's one of those things where it's, you know what? They're not going to make good Duke Nukem games anymore, but we get them in a movie. Yeah. You know? Maybe that's where it goes. And I almost feel like this is one of those things where they're like, John Cena looks a lot like Duke Nukem. We should make a Duke Nukem movie. Yeah. 
But it could be a thing where it's like, you know, the Ninja Turtles started in comic books. And while they still have Ninja Turtle comics now, the Ninja Turtles are TV property and a movie property. like, And that's what you know them as more so than the comics. Yeah, the like, original Eastman Laird comics. And, like, the comics now are still good. But, like, you know them as movie characters and you know them as TV characters. So, like, maybe Duke Nukem, he started as a video game character. But now you'll know him as a movie character and a... TV character because he's going to have a... I don't picture the Duke Nukem franchise growing like that. If All it takes is one, man. Like, yeah. Deadpool's everywhere now. Like, he was a little bit before that, but he's literally everywhere now because that movie was so good. <sighs> so, I mean, maybe we'll have two wisecracking, wisecracking white dudes who shoot everything. Mm. You know, we don't have enough of those. So, mm. uh, right. Uh, lightning round. Uh, Carmen Sandiego is moving forward at Netflix with a live action movie we had talked about they were going to be making an animated series that's still on on track for I think this year or next year uh, with uh, what's her name Gina Rodriguez right that's my recollection Jane the Virgin yes Jane the Virgin Gina Rodriguez she was in Annihilation most recently very good in that movie very good movie um, she is lending her voice to the animated series to play Carmen Sandiego she is also going to be lending her face to the live action movie I don't know why you do this why why do two things with the same person well to to give cohesion to the the character so like you see the movie you see the live action movie you like it you watch the series and it's the same it's like saying why get the same actor to do the movie game no i mean like why why have two carmen sanio things going at the same time maybe one well maybe the kids maybe the the animated shows more for kids and the ones for teenagers or something kind of what i was like wondering is it is the movie is going to be a little bit more like serious in tone whereas the other one is like a kid friendly thing it's possible because i mean carmen san diego is is an educational tool yeah i mean it wrapped in a really fun like idea but yeah it is teaching you geography and history and it's like magic school bus yeah yeah but i i'm just confused as to why you would like almost kind of overpopulate the market for that at that point. Uh, no, because like, I mean, granted it's not exactly the same, but like they do Netflix has been doing a thing where like, there's a lot, there's an animated movie that comes out and then they make the animated series based on that movie. It's just expanding the universe, but it's cheaper and you can do it a lot quicker than if you were just putting out a live action movie every two years. Hmm. So it's just maybe lore expanding, you know, I think the, uh, the, let me see. If what I can one find comes it first? Does the movie come? The first animated or? series comes first, um, and it will serve as her like more of an origins for her. So maybe it's the origin story, and it's her in her younger days as maybe Tomb Raider esque of she's stealing things and yeah. teaching you geography along the way, and then the live action movie is her like what Gina Rodriguez looks like now, a twenty something you know person doing you know, more Carmen San Diego ish things and trying to steal the, the whatever. And maybe that's where you get the kids come in to try to stop her as, <laughs> where as opposed to the animated series is just about Carmen. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I guess it could kind of work if like, you're right. If the, the animated series was like the educational thing and then the movie was actually just like a movie. Yeah. Whereas it wasn't like stopping to like, kind of do the, like turn at the camera and be yeah. like, Hey, that gumshoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or, like, all of a sudden somebody stops to explain, like, the Statue of Liberty was built in France, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It was just, like, actually a, just a cohesive actual film yeah. about her, like, trying to steal stuff. And maybe the same characters from the show are also, like, there as the detectives trying to stop her or yeah. something. I don't exactly know how it works. Shoes. The gumshoe. Yeah. Well, there was... 
No, I know. Yeah, no, because I'm trying to remember. I I grew up on a lot of this stuff, so I'm trying to remember like the cartoons versus like and the games and like this and that. Yeah, no, I, I let's see. Well, I yeah, watched. I'm remembering. I'm remembering the cartoon with like the weird floaty head computer guy. Yeah, who looked like uh, who looked like the Max Headroom kind of like. Well, he looked like like Egon. He did kind of cartoon look, series. He did yeah. He always looked like the uh, like the Conan O'Brien old Conan O'Brien logo, but yeah. like, stretched out. Um, yeah, no, I remember the cartoon. I remember the games. Obviously, I'm a CD ROMs. Yeah, um, we're in I the re- world. We're in time. Yep. <laughs> Where in the USA I yeah. had, um, and then I remember the game show, the PBS game show, yeah, which that's was the other fantastic. One I was the game show, yeah, and that's where the acapella song that everybody loves comes oh, in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was always a big Carmen San Diego fan, so I'm down for both of these projects. Yeah, I mean, I just want to know what they're going to do with them. That's what I'm interested yeah. in. Yeah, and it seems like the live action movie still in the early stages, so because um, like an actual kind of just like story about Carmen San Diego, I'd kind of be interested to see that. Like, yeah. if that's what the movie was, just like. A crime movie, yeah, like a lighthearted, kid-friendly crime movie. But like, like, you know, I grew up watching like other shows, like Loop on the Third and stuff, which was the same thing. Like the the lighthearted criminal, like going on, you know, zany adventures, zany adventures, and like yeah. it's kind of figure like the the interesting way that they pull off the crimes. Yeah, no, I'd be totally down for it. Uh, so the animated series coming in twenty nineteen. So that's still another and year movie, off, and, and then. No release date on the movie yet, but maybe that drops later in the year, depending on how quickly they get scripting and shooting and all that kinds of stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, they could totally be having her shoot the movie and just recording dialogue on the side while filming the movie. Yeah. And kind of do them at the same time. So, all right. Uh, lightning round. Joe, I have one more bonus piece of lightning round that I didn't write down. Oh no. Cause I remembered it as we were talking about these things. I saw ready player one. Oh shit. Yeah, I went, uh, had a screening on Monday, so I Ready Player One. I've heard good things. It is, I expect, all right, I expected it to be an absolute train wreck. Yeah. I, I didn't really like any of the trailers. It just seemed too, like, stupid. Yeah. And I've never read the book because every time I've tried, I see excerpts from it. I just want to throw it in the garbage. <laughs> like, every time I see excerpts, it's just pages that was like, I'm so prepped for this mission because I remember the classics like Back to the Future and Rocky and yeah. Rambo. When something and, gets way too and, referential, it just becomes... But it's not referential in that like characters are named, dropped, or things like that. It's just literally lists of things that were cool in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like paragraphs are just movies, characters, and it's like... I remember, like, I remember always wanting my first car to be a DeLorean or the Batmobile or Kit from Knight Rider or like the one. Yeah, like, I and just listing things. I'm like, I, I don't want to read that. Uh, I recently read the like the prologue or the like introduction thing, like the first zero chapter, and was like, oh, this is actually kind of intriguing. Like, this doesn't seem as stupid, um, and so maybe I will read it. And then like I went to see the movie first anyway, but. The, so I expected it to be terrible. Uh, it was not terrible. It is a paper-thin action movie in terms of character development. Like, none of the characters are three-dimensional. They're all after a MacGuffin. They all, one, the bad guy wants it so he can take over the world. The good guy wants it just to stop the bad guy from taking over the world. You know, there's a love interest. There's his friends. They're... They all just kind of like having fun together and playing the game and no one's really serious about like going after the Easter egg anymore. Like it's very, like it's very like thin yeah. in terms of character development. Yeah, so that's if, definitely what I got from it. Yeah. So if that's a, like a sticking point for people to see a movie, 
this you probably won't like it because there's not a lot of like real character development but um the action is good it takes place the majority of the time in the oasis the video game virtual reality world which i'm very happy with because i don't want to watch it i didn't want to watch a movie that takes place 60 percent in the real world that was a thing that i was actually getting nervous about because the later trailers were like a lot more heavy on like them in the real world like it's them like driving in cars in the real world and like things exploding in the real world and like them having conversations in the real world and i was kind of like kind of yeah there's really. definitely a, like there's definitely a healthy amount of stuff in the real world, but I I don't know the exact percentages off the top of my head just because I only saw it the one time. But more of it took place in the virtual reality world than I was expecting because I expected it to be like an Assassin's Creed kind of thing where everyone wants the past and everyone wants all that cool stuff, and then the movie has like it's mostly set in the future or present or whatever. Yeah, and I was like I, I'm not in for that. I want the fantastical shit. It's I the reason I hate all the real world stuff in the Assassin's Assassin's Creed games and yeah. like, pull me back to the fucking Animus. Yeah, I want the cool stuff. I don't want the regular things. Um, so that was that was nice. Um, like I thought I would really hate the look of his character because I didn't really like it in the trailer, like his avatar. It's not as bothersome when he's surrounded by a bunch of other cartoony-looking avatars. Per- Percival, Percivus. Yeah, Percival. Percival, yeah. Um, and so that was less, like, that was less grating. I liked the side characters. I thought, like, the, the best friend is, like, really quippy and cool. I liked that character a lot. Um, and then the the references, okay? I mean, that's what everybody's really here to see. Um, and they don't hit you over the head with them. There's not a character going, look, a DeLorean, look, the Batmobile. They're just It's up to there. your brain to be like, Look, the fucking Ninja Turtles. Look, the Batmobile. Look, the DeLorean. What? Like, some of the stuff they gave away in the trailer, like, I really would have liked to not see the Iron Giant in all of the marketing material. Um, but it it does look cool when you see it in the movie, uh, especially the way it gets introduced. And there's a couple other points where I was, like, I'm watching it and I'm going, like, I know what that is. And I don't care about that franchise, but my friends are going to love this scene. Like, there's so many moments like that. And if, if you get enjoyment out of seeing stuff you recognize in the movie, that's going to give you more, like, that's going to bring it that extra step for you. Like, there are people sitting behind us that, like, every time he noticed a character, he, like, lost his shit. He was so excited to see, like, Tracer and, like, Ryu. And, like, I'm not going to list all the different things that you can see because, you know, I don't want to ruin it, but um, these are just things that were obviously in the trailer, too. But Yeah, I like, I, I like how you touched on that because one of the things I was nervous about, which I, like, watching the original trailers, I was like, I really hope that they're not hitting you over the head with this No, stuff. That's not. what I was worried about. I was worried, because, like you said in the book, the book was just constantly like him making sure to reference things. Yeah. I was like, I would much rather, I, I hope it's more like I'm just picking the stuff up myself as opposed to, yeah, it's exactly, I didn't want him just constantly being like, hey guys, like let's go hop in Knight Rider and like do this. Yeah. No, I mean, there's some stuff where um, they mention what it is or they spell out like, specific like in some of the challenges that you have to do to to find like pieces to get to the the easter egg MacGuffin, like they explain out why this is the answer and that's helpful because not everybody's going to necessarily get that so you have to and there are some times where they reference the like a certain vehicle like someone has a like an iconic looking vehicle and when 
you see it. They don't introduce it to you. You just see the vehicle and you're like, oh, that's cool. And then another character comes in and they're like, yo, they've got that? That's so cool. Like that must have set them back so many credits because they've got that. So like they say it. But I mean, if you don't know the, if you didn't already know what it is, them saying it's not going to do anything for you anyway. Oh, uh, so they actually touch on the reason that these things are in the game, like in the game. Yes, okay, which is good. really cool that they explain why someone can look like someone can drive a DeLorean or someone can look like you know a you had to have done whatever. something to order to get the DeLorean. He just didn't like program like I want the DeLorean. Boop, there it is. Yeah, it's like, like you had to actually do something to get the DeLorean. Yeah, I mean it's a video or like game. pay money to get the. DeLorean it's a video game. How do you think you would get a skin or a vehicle in a video game? Well, you know I, mean, I mean, like in my mind when. When I think of like virtual reality, I just think people like making mods and stuff. So I, I'm not going to go into like, necessarily or the like uh, of it, Second but. Life, how it's just kind of like everyone's just programming all their own shit in the game. Yeah. So like I won't go into necessarily specifics of it just because some of that reveal is like some of the explanation of that is in revealing other things. So I don't want to give too much away because the movie just came out technically on Friday. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's not. It's not amazing. It's not going to set the world on fire. Like, I don't think there's... I mean, I'm sure they'll probably try to ham-fist a sequel if they really wanted to, because... There was no second book, was there? There wasn't, but, you know, it's... If you can fill it with more references and more whatever, and maybe something else happens, or you, you know, come up with any number of reasons why, I guess I'd be down to see it, but... Uh, but, yeah, it was really fun. I mean, it's... I don't think it's any better than, like, you know, seven and a half, eight, you know, like, it's... It is what it is. It's if you go in expecting a paper thin story with cool action and fun references, and you're fine with that, you're gonna have a blast. Yeah. Like if you're a person who needs to scrutinize and be like, "Yeah, but it just he was a paper thin villain," like, then okay, it's not for you, and it never will be. Yeah. But everybody did all the cast did a really good job. Uh, ben Mendelsohn was a great villain, doing his Mendelssohn-y best. So I've heard the, I've heard good things. Yeah. I, I was really down on it at first because like I just felt like I was being pandered to. Yeah, and that's how the trailers make it seem. Yeah, that's that's what it was. I was like, I don't want to be like pandered to, no. you know. Like, remember this? Yeah, there is one fun like, and it's in the trailer, and there's a bunch of articles talking about it too. It's a really cool moment where like the guy who wrote like the uh, the screenplay, like the he adapted it. Ernest Klein. Uh, no, not the guy who wrote the book. Oh, but like the, the guy, the guy who adapted it, um, wrote Last Action Hero. Oh, <laughs> and. Uh, well, that one was perfect. Yeah, and he didn't realize that Spielberg um, and Klein decided to put in an Easter egg specifically for him. And at one point, they're having a race down the street, and they drive by a marquee for what is essentially like Last Action Hero three. And he saw that and was like, "That's oh, you guys!" And it's just Aww. like a really like nice sweet moment. So Steve, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, it's one of those things where like, if you don't know the character's name, you don't get it. Like, yeah. You, so. They're not like, oh man, are we going to go see Last Action Hero 3? That should be pretty cool. Like, mm. It's not like that. So the references are there. The videos that are going to come out, the YouTube breakdowns or like the list of characters that are like that you can see when this game comes to like, when this movie comes to like uh, Blu-ray or DVD or whatever. Um, that's going to be When cool people though. have time to go yeah. frame by frame by that's frame. That's what I'm interested in is how many that's, little... That's the thing I was interested in. How many little too. Easter eggs are people going to find? But yeah, I, I mean... And how many are you I'm going to be looking at going like, I completely missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Was well, it's some of them. Sometimes it's just groups of people running, and you just you only can catch what you can catch. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, if you if you like all of the things that it's gonna reference, uh, and you like you know just kind of mindless action movies, it's totally for you. Um, you don't necessarily have to see it on the big screen, though. You probably should just because there's a lot going on. 
but um if not definitely it definitely should be checked out when it comes to like streaming services or hbo or whatever so um but yeah That'll do it then for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Uh, remember, you can find every episode of the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher. Uh, next week will also be our big season finale of the main event, as it is WrestleMania. So both the start and end of our cyclical uh, cyclical wrestling pay-per-view. So we is got WrestleMania. The, was that the season finale? The season premiere. Or is that the season premiere? No, it's the season finale, I think, because normally it's the start of the year at Blakesley. Yeah, they, yeah, the 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 pay per view itself is the finale. The ending championship win is starts the year of Blakesley, typically. Yes, the the two month year of Blakesley. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we'll have our wrestling main event show where we cover the forty five hours of wrestling that will take place over two days. Oh my um, god! Yeah, so settle in, buckaroos. But yeah, no, it it should be fun if you are at all interested in wrestling. Uh, we have that show as well. That's on all the same places and goes up after each and every pay per view. Uh, but uh, remember, you can also find us online on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So go ahead and give us a like, a follow. A share, a subscribe, uh, tell your friends, tell your loved ones, tell people who like video games or wrestling that uh, we enjoy talking about it and seem to have a good time doing it. So uh, maybe they can have a good time listening. But uh, once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast, Gamescast, my name is Adam. And I'm Joe. And thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>